All right, well, welcome to the... R- oh, that was way hot. Sorry, I'm going to do it again. I saw like... Compression. Yeah. Compression. Yeah, I, oh, man. Yeah. All right, I'll try that one again. All right, welcome to the RF Generation Collector Cast. Man, I am uh, one of your hosts here. I am Mr. Duke Togo, and joining me is the always pleasant and wonderful Bill. Hey, Bill. <laughs> oh, hey. When you said always pleasant, I thought you were going to introduce Krabby. <laughs> yeah, well, we're minus a Canadian this time around. Um, uh, a collective, oh, across the airwaves. I, I ask for questions and like I get these questions like directed directly towards Krabby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? He's going to be so upset when we talk about the best Mega Man game. <laughs> I feel bad, but I mean, we've said this before. This hasn't changed in like the year since we've basically put this thing out, but he works like 15 jobs. I mean, he's he never around. He, he works a lot, spends, he, he goes to the gym uh, a lot. He's constantly, you know, doing something with his family or doing something with work or doing something with, uh, you know, friends. So uh, he, he's a real busy guy um, as, as are, you know, both you and I, but, uh, um, and then, you know, the time zone between you and me isn't that great, but then the time zone between us and him is huge. So um, we hold nothing against him. He's, you know, we, we, we love talking to him whenever he gets the chance. We chat with him on, you know, Slack and RF Gen all the time, but uh, yeah, it is, it is not become any easier uh, the more kids between us uh, to get these uh, shows recorded. <laughs> yeah, I'm done at the kid kid producing phase of my life, but uh, uh, I'll, I'll go. Man. I'll go. I'll go one more. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that doesn't. Hopefully, it uh, doesn't surprise your wife either. No, no, not, neither is neither of us are surprised at that uh, uh, conclusion. <laughs> you gonna pull for a girl this next time? Uh, so that's the problem is if we, if we, you can't say that because then like, you know, then oh, if it's not me. a girl, then you got to keep going. So it's like, you know, we're, I think we're, we're telling ourselves, okay, like we're going to have another. And after that, like, you know, we will see it's, uh, but my, my guess would be if we had a girl, we would stop. And if we had a boy, we would have a serious conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, maybe you don't have to answer this now, but I mean, uh, who's going to get the snip? Is that uh, going to be you? Uh, <laughs> that's no. negotiations to come, right? <laughs> no, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, uh, th- that, that's not even a conversation that's, uh, that's come in. I mean, I, I would imagine it would be me, right? It's, it's I, I don't know. See, I, you know, my, my wife had C-section, so they were already in there. So right. it was really easy. I was like, I don't have to do it. They're already right. in there. What's, right. the, what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know that. That I mean, that conversation has not even been proposed. We're, oh, we're still wait. on the on the other, you know, doing just the wait, other my way. friend. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably more than any of our listeners really want to know. Um, but yeah, they do have some show. other questions. I think that are probably a little more not uh, our personal life and uh, reproductive choices, but more more along. The yeah, lines no, we've. Uh, um, I, I, I I love questions uh, in on the show. I mean, and we said before, like I'd I'd, I'd love to do a whole just like Q and A show. Yeah, it, we we asked for some questions, and uh, a bunch of our good friends uh, on the internet were nice enough to uh, send some to us. So we thought we would. Uh, 
tackle some of these questions before just going into some basic kind of what what we've been playing and uh, how our you know gaming lives in the last year have been. So uh, these are going to be good. Yeah, I want to prefix this, I guess, a little bit. Um, it's been a few months back, but um, I was on um, the Playcast with those guys. I can't remember. It's been a little while. And, but one of the things, the questions that came up, or, or I don't remember if it was at Retro World, but somebody had mentioned like we should like say that, you know, there was no like, I think people would like that maybe we'd like had a falling out or something. <laughs> That's why we hadn't done it. <laughs> there was drama. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm going, we're probably the least drama human beings on the planet. So. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I couldn't imagine what would have to happen. <laughs> <laughs> could, could, could you imagine anything Krabby could get upset about? No, <laughs> I can't. I mean, like I, and, 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 and you, I mean, I, I can't between the three of us that we're, we're so easygoing and yeah. you know, we get riled up about certain things and we're opinionated, but like, I mean, none of, I could never see anything happening with any of us that were like, you know what? Done. <laughs> we're just old and tired and yeah, you know yeah. that's i don't have time for the drama <laughs> don't. oh so let's get into some questions shall we First one up we've got uh, and i have to apologize i have to apologize first i totally forgot about facebook so i'm sorry facebook i never on facebook <laughs> uh, i only got twitter questions i i have i have been really trying twitter uh i've, I've just been exclusively twitter that. for uh lately and i'm trying my very hardest to just to stick with twitter and i have like little thoughts and you know things every once in a while and i'll just like text people that i think will think they're funny and i'm like you know I should tweet that. So, like, I'm trying to get better at just doing Twitter. We'll see how that goes. All right. Well, um, first up, we have um, at a Latino lawyer who's uh, (laughs) – I'm going to hope I always pronounce this right. But Diego Avia, I hope I've got that correctly. Um, But he asks – oh, I'm going to guess this is probably more targeted to me. But um, you've tried this. So, if Dark Souls comes for Switch, which I think is probably a dream that we all have – uh, should I invest in a custom-made otter box for my game system? <laughs> I think uh, maybe suggesting question. that Rage Quit could be yes, uh, yeah. Be so, a thing. so it's 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 a really good question, Diego. Uh, solid Twitter handle, also. And uh, as as the as the less experienced Dark Souls player, I'm going to offer up my solution before the more experienced Dark Souls uh, player tells you his. I would not invest in a custom-made otter box for the game system. I would invest in custom-made otter box or, um, you know, whatever brand, life proof or spec case, whatever you like, for the Joy-Cons or the Pro Controller. Because Dark Souls, I I see your frustration. No, he's not played it. I think is the thing, right? Uh, I, or sorry, I see your uh, uh, your fear of you know of of the rage quit uh, situation. Man, this, that 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 little switch tablet. I don't know if I can see an OtterBox saving that thing. Like you know, an OtterBox will will stop it from being like you know a little little drop damage here and there, but being hurled. 
<laughs> so I, I don't have a switch. Is it pretty flimsy? Is that what you're trying to get at? No, I mean the uh, the only thing that I've that I've noticed is since the Joy Cons kind of snap into the side of the system. Sometimes when I'm playing it in handheld mode, I feel just like the slightest little bit of wiggle uh, in the Joy Cons, just just because they're not you know physically you know, attached physically part of the same system. Like they kind of mm. snap in. So if you really kind of, you know, just give it like a little bit of a twist, you, you can kind of feel the shake there. Um, but when you take the joy cons off and you just hold the switch by itself, it's a solid little tablet. Okay. Um, it does not feel flimsy. The only, the only flimsy design choice I think they made is the, uh, the front of it is not gorilla glass, um, or like a, like a tempered material, kind of like the, uh, the current uh, uh, smartphone faces are that's like scratch resistant. Um, as as the early adopters found out, putting the thing in the case in the uh, dock too recklessly will permanently scratch the front of the plastic screen. Um, so, in in all seriousness, I would recommend an invisible shield glass uh, protector for the front of it if you're looking to protect the screen. Um, and I'm a big believer in putting it in like a big neoprene case. And just like taking it out when I want to play it. I don't like having cases on things that stay on even when you use them. Now, I know you you didn't play much of it. But I mean, I think Dark Souls gets a, a bad rap. I think a lot of people, it scares people off from trying the game. It wasn't that bad when you played it, right? No, it, it really wasn't. And, and the thing is, it's never... It's not one of those games where I die and I'm super frustrated. It's 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 a lot like Super Meat Boy um, or any other game that's that's you know perceived as difficult, uh, but the control is so good and the game mechanics and the systems are so tight that whenever you die, you know exactly why it was. You know it's because you didn't dodge, you didn't parry, you got the timing wrong, you did a thing when you're supposed to do another thing. The only time I get frustrated in a game is when I don't feel like I deserve to die, when I feel like it was the game's fault. If it's my fault, I'm okay with dying. Yeah, oh man, yeah. Like, um, unresponsive controls or just jankiness, mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm done in a heartbeat. But, you know, if I'm just bad at playing the game, I mean, that's, that's me. I, mean, yeah, I can't, I've, I've I can't get around of, that. Yeah, I've had a lot of time to come to grips <laughs> with, <laughs> with this is the player that I am. I mean, and, and there are some games that I'm pretty good at. Um, but, you know, when you look at some other, you know, most of the, other, the rest of the world that's out there, like I'll watch other people play games and I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not good at games, but you know, maybe I'm just watching really good players, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, as long as the controls are tight, I'm usually not, you know, a, a rage quitter. Um, and then, the other thing that makes people rage quit is either people who are being cheap online, not necessarily cheating, but like, you know, just playing in a way that's like a griefing way to play. Mm. So is this something that's possible in Dark Souls for someone to come in and grief you? <sighs> I mean, you can be invaded, but if you don't like that system, you can always play offline. There's nothing that says you have to do that. So, mm -hmm. I, I mean, you know, we'll... I don't get me wrong. Will people come and if you're online, will they invade you and, you know, mess with you? Yeah. But I mean, that's part of the game mechanic and you mm -hmm. have an opt out. I mean, you, you can totally opt out of that if you want to. So I don't feel, I don't feel that's cheap. Okay. So, you know, Hey, a, I hope, uh, dark souls comes to the switch, uh, would give me another reason to look at buying a switch. What, what are the, uh, what are the chances? I uh, not good. <laughs> so what, 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 perc really what, percentage, what percentage would you put it at? Uh, 25%. I mean, that's, yeah, 
That's 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 not. I thought you were th- I thought you were gonna say like five. Yeah. You're saying there's you're saying there's a one in four chance that it makes it. Yeah, I, I would just yeah. say uh, more if it was like the PC version. Like the PC version of Dark Souls was not done by FromSoft. Like uh-huh. another company did it. Um, so if there was somebody like that that like Bandai Namco could hire and say like, here's the existing code. I need you to finesse this for the mm-hmm. Switch. Maybe, mm-hmm. but I don't think FromSoft is gonna do it. I actually, I, I heard from, I think it was actually from Randy Pitchford that that's what happened with Borderlands 2 on the Vita. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of developers do yeah. that. That someone will, like, someone asked him, like, at, like, a, like a trade show or, like, a like a, an expo or something, like, hey, like, would you ever, like, do something, you know, like, put, like, Borderlands 2 on the Vita, some, like, handheld powerful system? And he was like, I would love to see something like that, but none of our guys, like, know how to program for that thing. And then someone from Sony contacted them. Were like, "Is that all that's stopping you?" <laughs> so we have like, some guys. Yeah, we have some guys. You want to you want to have them do it, and they had them do it, and that was it. Yeah, so um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I know they were one of the developers that was listed as like supporting the Switch, but mm-hmm. you know how that goes. I mean, when a new system comes out, a lot of names get thrown in a hat, and right. you know how it shakes out. I mean, like remember with the Wii U? I mean, like EA was on board at the beginning, and how long did that last? So mm-hmm. yeah, it, you know, whatever. We'll see how it plays out. But uh, I I know that you are a Switch fan after looking at it on Twitter, so. Hopefully that works out for you. Yeah, yeah, I would. You know, I'd, I'd be, I'd be for trying a, a switch port. Well, let's move on uh, to our good friend Tom. Tom yes. is at the Pocky X. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, he's got a couple of questions for him. This first one I really liked, and I took, I told him I would take note of the way he spelled it specifically. He asks if he should get an X bone to play PUBG. <laughs> uh, I- I'm going to assume that this is just not a pun question, and he's asking seriously: Should I get an Xbox One to play PUBG? Uh, <laughs> sh- short answer: Yes. Long answer: Yes. Really? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Now I have to ask a question then, because go ahead. PUBG, you've have you played it? Spoiler alert: In what have I been playing lately? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we can get into that, but I mean, I just so, want to know if you so, played it at all. Um, uh, and this is fast forwarding a little bit, and I'm, I'll try to get through it quickly so we can do the questions real quick. For my birthday and Christmas season, which Chris and I uh, uh, both share the you know the close birthday to Christmas uh, fever, um, I, I asked uh, just for you know Xbox Live gift cards. Once I found out that you can use Xbox Wallet money to purchase physical Microsoft products at the uh, Microsoft store. Um, so a, uh, uh, my sister, uh, gave me a $50, uh, you know, credit towards, uh, she actually, she was like, Hey, I didn't know which card to buy. So you just tell me which one and I'll buy it for you. And like that night there was like a hundred dollar Xbox gift card for $80. And I was like, Oh, I'll just buy that. And then I'll put 30 bucks in. There's a hundred bucks for me, you know? So then the same thing happened with my mom. She was like, like a few weeks later. So long story short, you know, through several birthday, Christmas and me throwing some money and I had enough credit to buy an Xbox one and PUBG came with it. I'd been watching PUBG uh, videos uh, on and off for, you know, better, you know, better part of the year and never, never played it. I, you know, cause it was just PC. So now that it's on uh, Xbox, I, I wanted it since it came out on my birthday uh, and uh, just, you know, turns out that it comes with the xbox one x now so i got it redeemed the code um i played it just just today 
Um, so I've only been, I've only played it a couple times, but I can already tell that it's something that I'm going to want to keep playing. It's a super steep learning curve. Um, for those who aren't uh, uh, familiar, which you should be, because it's like the game of the year, uh, Player Unknown is a uh, is a developer who, through a, a series of you know different uh, uh, jobs in gaming and assisting with developing, uh, came out with this his own game called Battlegrounds. It's a very uh, uh, it's not deftly named uh player unknowns <laughs> battlegrounds does not roll off the tongue so PUBG. p so p-u-b-g uh and PUBG is is normally how that's how that's uh said basically it's a hundred players all human uh control players all drop out of airplanes in the top of this massive island uh really really huge oh sorry let me silence my phone so a hundred players uh drop out of airplanes on this massive island super huge and uh, basically have, have just nothing. And you have to find, you know, weapons. You have to find your the, your armor, find all different things. And basically, it's last man standing. It's battle royale. So there's a few ways to play. It can be every man for himself. You can play squads. So you can go in there with, like, a team of three or four guys. And you're kind of working together to, to kill, like, all the other teams in the game. And slowly throughout the game the game, the walls of the, the game world, uh, like every five minutes, okay, like the play area shrinks. And then, you know, three minutes later, okay, play area shrinks. Two minutes later, play area shrinks. But since the play area is so huge, like a game could be like 40 minutes to an hour to get through like a whole thing. Um, and it's it's just the, the, the way the game is made, the dynamics of the game, every single game you play has fun, tense, uh, moments in it. It's, 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 I've never seen a match of this game, even just like, you know, random like streams that you'd like uh, fire up a game where something cool, interesting, funny, unique, or just tense doesn't happen. Uh, it's, it's, it's such a cool game. Um, it's, uh, I mean, obviously if you're not a multiplayer person, you're not going to like it. So just don't get it. Um, but I would recommend anyone who has the chance to play this game to give it a try. Cause it's, it's one of those rare games where, you know, there's no microtransactions. There's no loot boxes. There's no pay to win. Everyone drops not naked, but essentially, you know, like equipmentless on this Island and you have to either, you know, every man for himself or, you know, to like you know f- figure out how you're gonna you know kill everyone else with your team it's just all about the gameplay and getting better at the game and it's just really super cool if that sounds interesting to you give it a try um and if you're thinking about getting an xbox one to play it you should just follow that thought through you know it's interesting jumping on that i also picked up an xbox one x on launch Ooh. and uh i like it but let me just mention you know, if you bought it on launch, you you didn't get that game for free. Yeah, and, and uh, I I bought the original Xbox One at launch and for five hundred dollars and didn't come with anything. Like three months later, it was a hundred dollars off, and you could get a game or two for free. So you know, as much of a Microsoft guy as I am, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. So I was like, you know what? I'm not doing launch. I'm going to wait. And granted, I didn't get a fantastic deal because this is a thirty dollar game. You know, but I at the you know I I did wait and I got my free game. But I would think that if you complain to Major Nelson 
<laughs> yeah. he would sh- he would shoot you a code for this thing <laughs> that's how it works i just yep. uh just shoot him a tweet and he gives you free games don't yep. worry about it and i am sure that he just loves people just tweeting complaints <laughs> at him he's a he's a brand ambassador he's an awesome content uh creator uh super cool guy i've met him a handful of times and uh uh, if in case anyone wasn't uh, clear on that, that was a joke. Don't tweet complaints to Major <laughs> Nelson. He's awesome. Yeah, I just thought like, man, it, I think it was like, well, like a month or something. Yeah. Uh, maybe after it came out. I was like, wow. You know, I mean, I'm not sore about it. It's not the kind of game I think, honestly, that I would play a lot. But it's mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe they could have done something nice for early adopters and said, hey, we're going to, you know, toss it to you. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, and there were a whole bunch of, uh, you know, $50 gift card, free game and a $50 gift card, depending on like which retailer you got it at. Um, the only reason I was waiting for the Microsoft uh, store was because, you know, I had to pay without Microsoft credit. So I think when word came out that it was like, you know, like what, like midway through December, like it wasn't launch day for the game. I don't think, I think it was like a few days or a week later. So they even got like the early, the people who really wanted the game <laughs> up front to buy yeah. it. And then it was like, okay, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I get it. I mean, they're trying to make a little money off of sure. it uh, and sell a product. Like I, that doesn't really burn me up. If $30 is not, is not going to be yeah. the end of me. And, and, and it is an early access game. So one thing that, uh, uh, you know, a few achievement hunters like Anthony out there, there are no achievements in this game. Because uh, it's not actually technically a game yet. This is an early access product. So it hasn't gone like, you know, full retail, quote unquote. Um, there probably will be, a, 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 what do you call it, um, uh, achievements when it goes full. Um, yeah. But the other question is, will it be $30? It might just be $30 because it's not like a, a full release. It might go higher than that when it comes out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they might say, hey, this is now a full $60 product yeah, or something. Yeah, and, right? and they, it could be like, well, you know, that that the early release only had one map. Like, this version has three. There's more stuff. You know, like, it's uh, – I honestly don't know. It might be more. Yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see how that goes. I know it's very popular, uh, that and uh, Fortnite, it, which I think is like the free-to-play yeah. kind of – uh, exactly. Yeah, it's Dang. it's it's insanely popular. It's the top game. I I can't. Re- it's between PUBG and League of Legends are the top streaming games, depending on the service you're watching. But uh, uh, honestly, just just jump on Twitch and just watch some PUBG, and you'll you'll get it after a few matches. But it's it's a super fun game to watch and to play. Yeah, it definitely seems interesting. I have a bad feeling if I played it, I just get shot a lot. <laughs> you, yeah, right. And like I said, you are going to, and it's it's a super steep learning curve. Not just like how to play the game, but like it actually controls a lot different than a lot of other shooters. So a lot of shooters, like you hold the left trigger to go to iron sights. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in this game, it's it's not that. So if you if you tap the uh, uh, the gun, is kind of like you know you're kind of like a third person view. And if you tap the uh, left trigger, you go to like a quick little iron sights. If you hold the left trigger, you go like all the way down the scope. So you can go iron sights or all the way down the scope on any weapon. Hmm. Um, So everyone has the habit of like, you know, holding the trigger down. But if you're looking down the scope, even on like, like a, like a, like an assault rifle, you're seriously limiting your movement speed and also your view. So it's actually way more efficient just to tap the left trigger and to go into like iron sights, but you have to retrain yourself because no other game controls like this. Um, Also driving is very difficult uh, on purpose. Um, And I don't want to spend too much time talking about PUBG because we're just still in the questions section here, but uh, 
I would encourage people to give it a try if they're curious about it, but steep, steep learning curve. You will die a lot. No training mode, so you're just going to have to go in and get shot a whole bunch. Yeah, well, it looks like fun. Um, Tom, I, you know, I, I know you used to have an Xbox One. Uh, I would say, you know, at least from what I've gathered by watching like the Digital Foundry stuff, this is a game that you either want to have an Xbox One X to play or you don't want to play. I've yeah. seen like the videos and I guess the the frame rate and stuff on the regular Xbox is is bad, bad stuff. So. Yeah, it, and, and and texture pop in is a big problem. And it's I mean, I mean, when you got 100 people, you know, going into a game like I, I understand the, the difficulties there and PC is a different animal than, you know, that console and even the Xbox One X. It's better than the Xbox One, but not not fantastic yet they, they there actually have already been two updates that have increased performance so we're hoping that since it is early access as they keep uh, uh optimizing um for the uh, one and especially the one x hardware that performance will get better but it's only really bad when you're dropping in at the top of the uh, uh when you're jumping out of the airplane because it's doing so much all at once it's rendering the entire uh island and it's communicating to all the other players where every player is. Um, so there's a lot going on. But then as you're falling down, as things render and as you know more of the data comes through, like the frame rate gets up and up and up. And then it kind of gets where, where you want to be when you're playing it. So Interesting idea. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, very cool. His second question I can definitely relate to. So when I saw this one, I was like, oh, yeah, I can definitely relate to this. So he says, why did I play a few hours of Wolfenstein game, which I'm going to guess is Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, mm -hmm. and spent most of it watching cutscenes? He says, this is important. <laughs> um, uh, I also, it was at a friend's house. We were have like every, we have this thing we call Second Saturday. So every Second Saturday, uh, a bunch of my friends, we all get together, uh, mostly at one friend's house, but we also kind of move around a little bit and we just goof off, play games, whether like card games or, or video games or whatever the case is. But he had uh, a digital copy of uh, of Wolfenstein 2. And I was like, oh, man, I kind of want to try this out. I've heard good things. And so he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Just go ahead and sign in. And, you know, it's on the Xbox. You just load it up. Okay, cool. So I did. And I pretty much never had time to actually play the game. <laughs> it, it, and it makes the most cardinal sin Ever, which if I have to tell you, what's the one cardinal sin of video gaming, Bill? For me, let me play the game. <laughs> I, yeah, unskippable cutscenes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, and, and you and have just yeah. you have I don't know, probably a good like twenty minutes, half hour of unskippable cutscene. Oh, I didn't realize uns. So, so my, like my my universal rule is. Let me play your game. Yeah, yeah. And that and that that's related because if there's an unskippable cutscene, I want to play your game. I can't play it. The other thing I hate is when there are long cutscenes and not unskippable, but you have to watch them, and then you get control of the player and or the, the avatar, whatever, and you're walking and you get close to something interesting, and then it switches to another cutscene, and I'm like, you just don't want to let me play your game, do you? That that really bugs me. Well, then you should try Wolfenstein because it does that. <laughs> it does exactly that. You, you have like a bunch of them and then you go to this little, oh, and hey, guess what? Here's another really long cutscene you don't want to watch. And I was just like, I just want to try shooting Nazis for a minute. Can I yeah. just – I want to see what it feels like to play the game. And, you know, just with that little experience, uh, here's something I think developers should consider. Uh, I just went, okay, I will never buy this. 
Yep. You know, I you had an opportunity for me to try the game out, maybe like it and buy it, but I never really got much of a chance to play it. And I'm like, eh, I got something else I could do. I just, I'm, I don't care. Yep. So, yeah, I don't, why did you play a few? I, I don't know. I, I get the same question, Tom. It's, uh, it's mm-hmm. bad show. It just, and, and, and I got to tell you, in complete fairness, this question does remind me of a game that I love, absolutely love to death, but most of it is watching cutscenes, and that's Metal Gear Solid. Can you skip the cutscenes? Oh, sure. There you go. Just uh, that's fine, right? Right, but right, but it, yeah, exactly. So his question is, you know, why did I spend this and spend most of it watching cutscenes? If it's unskippable, that's unforgivable. Um, and I, I understand that sometimes companies are like, oh, we really want you to, you know, like enjoy the story. Okay, that's fine. Let me hit a button. <laughs> Let me hit a button. And then because they, so they don't want you skipping it accidentally, right? A lot of games like you hit a button and then like, you know, something will fade in somewhere on the screen, you know, like hold the B button to skip or hold Y, yeah. hold triangle. Like, you know, okay, give me a, give me a safety measure so that I don't accidentally skip it. But you have to let me skip your thing. Yeah. Give me like a three button combination if yeah. you want to be that the, sure about the it. O- Fine. The, on- the only reason from a developer side, if we're trying to be fair for to not let you skip a cutscene, is if there's like loading going on in the background if there's like a reason for that cutscene but even like in games like Gears of War and like Uncharted they tried to avoid cutscenes by having you know like they would slow the player down they put two fingers to the ear and even Batman did this and it's like Alfred I need some information about this like that wasn't just to give you some some uh, exposition that was because like the next area you're about to go to is loading into memory right now so if there's a technical reason why it's happening that's fine but an uns- a long unskippable cutscene yeah. is bad. There's no, there's never reason for a twenty minute, yeah, unskippable cutscene, or even ten, or even five. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, nothing takes that long to load these days. It's bad. Yeah. It's just bad form, and it just, I just yeah. go, man. There's, there's two things. We're in. How many years has, have games been created? And two things always, just really, I am like, I scratch my head. You got to be kidding me. Unskippable cutscenes and games that do not let you change your button mapping. Yeah, I just I, I just it's it's crazy. Why? It's crazy. Why? <laughs> Why? There's no reason for that. Yeah. I thought you were going to say people who put price tags on the label part of the cart. <laughs> yeah, well, no, these days there's no label to put a sticker. Yeah. On. <laughs> Or manual. <laughs> I'm shitting a single, up. shitting my single tear yeah. right here. So, I, well, yeah, my, my copy of PUBG, they didn't have any in the store, and I'm like, yeah, but it's a download code, right? And they're like, yeah, we're gonna ship it to you. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> and I'm and I'm hoping I'm like, okay, please be a case, like please just be a little case I can put on a shelf, right? And it's like a small like cardboard box, but it was so flimsy that it just really? got crushed when they uh, mailed it to me, and it had like the code inside of it. But why? whatever, I still got a little box. It's so I don't okay I don't get that. Thanks, Tom. Good yeah, looking so, out. Yeah. So oh, so to answer your question, why did you spend a few hours and watch that? Um, I don't know. Tweet at Major Nelson and complain <laughs> to him that you don't like unskippable cutscenes, and he will make sure that no game ever has them again. Well, uh, Tom currently only has a PlayStation Four, so tweet at my, Mark Cerny, and I'm sure he'll he'll mm. fix the problem or Shu Yoshida. What's that? Is he still with the company? Oh yeah. Do you, oh, I take it you didn't watch the play the PlayStation Experience. I, I did not. It's it's <laughs> it's it's Tretton that's gone, right? 
Yeah, Trent. No. I thought he, I thought one of the the, play, the Sony guys. I thought I read that they that they left. Oh, maybe I'm maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that. Someone someone tweet me who left Sony. I don't know, but um, if you were unfortunate enough to tune into the PlayStation Experience, which I watched about fifteen minutes of, um, <clears throat> their great idea for the big celebration event to thank all the PlayStation owners this time around was. Some of their guys and chief executives of sitting on a couch and just just BSing. That was mm. that was their that was their uh, gift. No, if you will, uh, for hours. On Ugh. top of that, which no. no, thank you. You want to pack people in a stadium to watch guys talk on a couch that are executives, Ugh. right? Awful. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad I didn't watch that or support yeah. that platform. Yeah. Don't. Uh, I Yeah, I, I like my PlayStation, but my goodness, no. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our good friend, Will. Will. At WattsWC on Twitter. Now, of course, this is some of this aimed at crab. Maybe we can, we can do our part, right? Mm-hmm. So he says, now that the show's been on hiatus for a while. <laughs> yes, it, yes, it has, unfortunately. You've had the chance to look back at some of the stuff you've discussed and changed your opinions. He gives some examples. VR helmets, Coleco Chameleon. Come on, man. Coleco, <laughs> come on, man. Man, has anyone even thought about the Coleco Chameleon? <laughs> I think that's the first time year. that was written since somebody filed a, a lawsuit <laughs> at some point in time. <laughs> I, I mean, VR helmets, um, I, I feel like all, unless I'm misremembering, I feel like all three of us kind of had the same position on VR helmets. Is yeah. That, we all thought that we all think they're interesting. They're they're kind of cool. Um, those of us who've been able to try them, you know, when we when we talked about it, we're like, yeah, it was interesting. It was cool. I liked it. I wouldn't yeah. drop six hundred dollars on it. No. But you know, I, and my my position on that is unchanged. Yeah, I just I don't care. And there's no software. Although I I was really honest, I almost expected you to flip out a little bit about Skyrim VR. So, so here's the thing. I kind of did a little bit like, at, and for, for like in the span of like a week or a week and a half, I was like looking on slick deals for like, is there like a sick deal on like, you know, Skyrim VR bundle and, and cause I haven't played a Gran Turismo title in a long time, but every, but every Gran Turismo title I have played and I've enjoyed except for like, what's the one that was on PS3. That's like kind of like a half Gran Turismo title. Oh, I don't remember which one, but yeah, it's like we can't really cook a yeah, whole one up. So here you exactly, go. they're like, here's a twenty dollar one, like you know, to to uh, last you a year until we figure it out. But Grand Turismo one, two, three, four, I you know I and I was at times in my life when I wasn't playing games, Grand Turismo three came out and I was like, I need that, and I bought like the bundle. I was working at Circuit City. Grand Turismo four just came out. Okay, I played it for like a hundred hours. So I've always, you know, been into that that racing simulator series once it came out. So I was like convincing myself, I think I need to get PlayStation VR and like play Skyrim. And I just kind of like slowly talked myself down off the ledge. Um, was like, you know, what my wife always says. She's like, you know, if you want to get a PS4, get a PS4. But just, you know, what can you play on it that you can't play on anything else? Which is a fair question. And and there's there's a number of good things. You know, like the God of War game that's coming out looks really good. The Uncharted's are, are all solid. Uh, Persona, I'm not as big a fan as uh, Sean and uh, Krabby, but I, I do like those games. But, you know, it, it, it's just at the end of the day, I was like, uh, it's not just like the three ninety nine for the VR bundle. It's also like I need the system. 
So like you're talking like six, seven hundred dollars yeah. from zero to the whole setup. So and then you know what actually did it? Bethesda did a Skyrim VR like live stream. Oh. And I watched them play it. And watching them play it completely turned me off of it. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. so mission accomplished, Bethesda. Yeah, it didn't. And and the thing is, is I'm sure it's better in person than, you know, because how, how can you show someone VR in a Twitch stream? They like strap a thing to like a camera, right? But like, yeah. but the view they were showing me, because they don't show you like your character's like body. So there's just well, like, not, yeah. there's just there's just like a sword and shield floating in the air. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is stupid. And like, there's a couple of cool ideas. Like when you go to like the um the the skills like up in the constellations, right? That menu where you're looking up at the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, you can completely turn around 360. Like that surrounds you. Oh, so it's really cool to be able just to like you know like look around and be like, oh, that's the one I want. You know, um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, but. Uh, you know, the more I saw it, I was like, you know, it it's I've I've played Skyrim a ton on on three sixty, a ton on PC. I bought it on Xbox One last year. I'm not looking for a more restrictive way to play Skyrim where I need to be at home with like a headset strapped on. I'm more interested in playing Skyrim like absolutely anywhere. So I actually was more excited about the Switch version. And I am thrilled with it so far. But that, that's that's a good point. Skyrim VR did tempt me a little bit, but not enough to pull any kind of trigger. I'd be interested if you actually got to try it just to see what your opinion works, being such a big fan. but uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to PAX in uh, uh, April. So okay. um, it, it's Bethesda's always there. I have no idea if they'll have a VR or if Sony will have VR you know, demos. But I would love to play it. and Or even if like a local shop gets one and... You know, or if I can just, you know, I, that's the other thing is like, I don't know anybody who has one, which seems, which seems Maybe odd, either. you know, like there's the, you know, a few hundred bucks, you would think a bunch of PlayStation owners would get it, but I, I don't know anyone who has the thing. I don't either. And I've got a lot of gaming friends, but yeah, yeah I don't know a soul that owns it. I don't even know anybody that owns like a PlayStation camera or anything. Um, um yes, I forget. Uh, my buddy, Jamie. I was at his house and I, I saw it and I was like, oh my God, the PlayStation I, <laughs> <laughs> who has that? And he's like, and he was doing some, uh, uh, some, some little bit of Twitch streaming and he didn't want to go through a PC. He wanted to do it like just on the system. So I was like, oh, well that makes sense. You yeah, know, yeah. But, but, but you're right. Like it's not, you know, something that, well, remember like the old uh, Xbox 360 camera. Um, the only reason I, I got it and was excited about it was uh, burnout paradise because you, you took your picture and then like when you like ran someone off the road, it like like when you crashed, it would like take a picture of you and like send that picture <laughs> to the other guy. So you could be like, no, <laughs> it was or, such, or such probably awesome something rather horrible, oh, which I'm sure most people did. Such an awesome feature. And then like the, the camera just like they dropped support and it just went away. You're talking about that tiny, tiny little camera, yeah, right? That little white one. Oh my gosh! Okay, you can almost kind of forget yep. totem ball or whatever was what they came yeah. with, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and like I think Uno was the first game that supported yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right. But Gee, uh, Christmas, man, we, we we you know I say we, but I you know go on lots of tangents. But this, uh, but yeah, looking at Will's question, um, he just gave a couple examples. But can you think of anything that you? Wow. Have changed your opinion on like in the last year or so that you were, you had one position and then you're like, you know what? Now that I think about it, 
I think I'd have to go back and listen to myself from a year ago. Uh, but now I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, maybe I don't remember how far along the Switch announcements were. I know I um, still I'm really not that interested in a Switch. Uh, the concept doesn't really excite me. Um, the games will get me there when they're ready, but I've got no reason to move on past the Wii U right now. Yeah, portability just isn't a thing. I don't think I was ever hot on the Switch. Like, it was announced, and I was like, that looks cool. You know, I, I was very, you know, but I'm, I'm very much like, it. I need to I need to feel something. I need to touch it. I need to play around with it. So it's like, even when the Wii was announced, I was like, eh, I don't know if that's cool or not. I remember the first time I played the Wii, I was like at a GameStop and they have one on display and they handed it to me and I did Wii bowling and it just worked. Like you just, you know, like you hold this thing, you throw it back, throw it forward, release the trigger and the tiniest amount of like spin on your hand, like one to the left or to the right, like you could put curve on the ball. And I was like, like in that second, I got it. And I was like, this thing is going to be huge. And, you know, we waited in line overnight. We bought, it was like, you know, one ninety nine or like two fifty. a Zelda game came out at launch, even though I didn't end up liking that game very much. But, but I, like, I got it right away with the switch. I saw it and I'm like, ah, it's a cool idea, but I was still kind of lukewarm from the Wii U. So on, honestly, I was always kind of mellow on the switch. And then it came out and I was like, uh, yeah, that Zelda game looks good, but like, I don't buy systems for one game. And then so a little bit of time went by, and by the time I was, you know, I got the, the Switch right after the Expo this year, mm-hmm. and uh, Mario hadn't come out yet. It was, like, about to come out. Um, or no, maybe it had just come out. I can't remember the exact release date. Um, but it was coming up, and, the, and the, the buzz on it was super high. Skyrim was coming out, so I was like, okay, you know, Zelda, Skyrim, Mario, like, and there's a handful of downloadable, like I would throw Axiom Verge on there. I would throw Shovel Knight on there. So I was like, okay, there's enough games now and I got it. I absolutely was not expecting to love this thing as much as I do. And it is still missing some rudimentary system features. And I'm not talking like online gaming or like random stuff, like being able to transfer a save file. Like being able to back up a save file to a memory card, being able to, you know, just like little, little things that it, that it can't do. And that Microsoft is, or sorry, Nintendo is just like head in the sand about guys, you need to do these little things. So like, it still has a handful of things that I'm like perplexed that it still can't do besides that stuff. Like just the actual like day to day using of the thing, grabbing it, playing a game, pulling the Joy-Cons off, playing it on the TV. Kid, the kids are like, oh, we want to watch Paw Patrol. Okay, snapping the Joy-Cons on, sitting on the couch, keeping, you know, continuing to play Mario. The the day-to-day usage of the thing and how great the thing is to play, I am shocked how much I like this thing. Hmm. Well, that's it. I mean, I'm not a hater. Um, yeah. it's. I it's, just, I kind of just, I still, I like my friend has one and I, I played it. A little. I, I play games in front of my couch, and mm-hmm. I don't really. I've got. I've had like 3ds and stuff, which I play, but I played it because of the games that are on it, not because I need a portable. A portable really doesn't do anything at all for me. Right. I, so. I'm. I'm. I'm considering selling the 3ds because because it's kind of being replaced because I have the Switch now. Yeah. And and you know the only thing holding me back is like. Uh, I haven't played, you know, Metroid and I haven't played, 
you know, XYZ game or whatever, but it's like, you know what? If I'm playing a port, if I'm playing a system that's in my hands, it's probably going to be my Switch, you know? So it's like, and since I don't collect 3DS, it's like, ugh, I'm better off just selling it now, you know, while the value's up, you know, it's, it's, you, you start to have all these like, you know, dilemmas that you have to deal with just being like a, a non collector. And it's like, you don't want to get rid of something and then regret it, but it's like, if I'm going to play a system in my hands, it's going to be the Switch, so I'm considering selling the 3DS. Yeah, now, if um, if Nintendo had made the Switch backwards compatible with the 3DS, I would be, a, which sounds weird, but I would think I would be a lot more likely to buy one, even though I don't know how that would work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there would have to have been some sort of, I mean, obviously, it would only work in TV mode. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, because how would that even work? Because it you could need work two in TV sc- mode. Could, yeah. Well, because you need two screens. Yeah, you'd have the handheld and the TV. You'd have to build it into the dock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 technology would have to expand. It'd be it'd be more pricey, which I get, and I'm not saying they should have done that at all. I'm all just right. saying what would have made it more interesting to me. Honestly, I would be much happier and. If they made, and I think I've said this before, if they just made a non-portable model that was a little cheaper, I'd be in. Um, I just, I don't really want to pay for a little doodad. I'm Mm -hmm. really not going to carry around anyway. Oh, oh, so you're saying just like, you know, the same system, no screen. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And sell it to me for like 50 bucks or a hundred bucks less. And no Joy-Cons. So like maybe have like a a wide, like, well, because they have the wired controller, which is like 30 bucks. You're saying like a base model, no screen, no Joy-Con compatibility, wired controller, upgradable to pro if you want, $199, and you'd buy that. Yes. Okay. I think at least I'd be a lot more likely to buy that. And and I'll tell you, it's not something I'd really thought about. I've, I've, I've thought about before, but if anyone's willing to make multiple versions of their console <laughs> yeah it's nintendo <laughs> yeah it's gonna be the 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 switch uh how would you say no screen the n n the nintendo switch ns no screen uh the ns nj one yeah and i'm not worried about it because i mean you know the hot selling item for the 3ds was a 3d and they had no problem making the 2ds Right. <laughs> so people say, well, that's kind of the whole idea. Whatever. Nintendo doesn't care. I, I I turn the 3D on once in a while and I'm like, oh, look at that effect. But more often than not, it was either on like the bare minimum or I was like, whatever, I don't want to deal with it right now. And I just turned the 3D off. So that, that was just me, though. I know a lot of people love the 3D of that thing. Yeah, and I know if I just wait around long enough, there'll be a, a, re- a redesigned version of this thing because it's been popular. Mm-hmm. So maybe hardware version 2.0. It's a little cheaper. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I can't really think of a whole lot else. I mean, there's been a lot of developments in um, RetroTech, I guess, in the last year, but that really doesn't a uh, chance for us to look back or anything like that. So, uh, no, I guess I'm still just the same curmudgeon that I, <laughs> that I was last time. <laughs> no, no. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, Mr. Bickman, uh, but Adam Bickley is our, our good buddy, Bickman2K. He asks, um, after the RFG Playcast uh, playing Punch-Out in December, which I'll have to mention, I, I didn't get a chance to play. I don't know if you did, Bill. I, pl- I played Punch-Out. We did a we did a Punch-Out, like, win tickets to Retro World Expo Punch-Out Challenge at, like, five different shows throughout the year. So I was playing Punch-Out all year long. So you've mastered Punch-Out by now. 100%. I can, I can play it. I can beat Mike Tyson while looking you in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, I guess it's a good chance to just mention for those that for some reason would have don't listen to that show and I listen to ours is um, the RF Generation Playcast that's a monthly game club where they you know play uh, a month, game a month. A month a game? Sure they do. Yeah. And uh, it was December. So so honestly, though, why would anyone not listen to the RF Generation Playcast? Well, we're not on it. I mean, <laughs> that might be a check in the plus column. <laughs> Krabby's not on it. Krabby's not on it. That's, yeah, definite definite uh, uh knock against them but uh um playcast is awesome and yeah, good uh, guys. Th- the guys who run it um i think one of them is uh named uh ralph or something with an r robbie I think. robbie yeah single single banana robbie, robbie robertson banana. robbie that's why, he, robert, that's why robert he's called banana. it because his name is robbie banana robert banana esquire <laughs> <laughs> the third. But no, but no uh, Single Banana is awesome. Um, he's got a question coming up here too. Um, but yeah, Playcast is great. So to get back to the question, uh, RF Playcast playing Punch Out, who is your favorite opponent in each game in the series, starting with the original? Do we have to include the Wii version? Uh, I've actually not played it. It's been on my list of things to acquire and play for a long time. I was working at Best Buy when that game came out. And I remember like thinking, okay, you know, 50, but like, I'll, I'll get it when the price comes down a bit, which is wishful thinking for a Nintendo game. And it was like discontinued before I could uh, uh, find a copy. So I've never played it. Well, I'll have an idea for it. So maybe it'll work. So um, original punch out, who would you put in there? Man, I I love this game so much. And that's some part of the charm of this game. Like all these guys are fun to fight. Um, when I was a kid, it was very frustrating because I didn't understand the rhythm and the you know the defensive mechanisms and everything. But I I, I play this game in my Play Choice Ten like at every time I get the chance, and it has like the top ten for like the you know the the best times and everything. But um, the the, I mean, the only guy I don't enjoy fighting is Glass Joe because it's a boring fight. Um, all the other fights, even on the guys that are easy, I'm almost like a speedrunner, only not as good. Um, because like all I'm trying to do is like shave a second off my time, like, you know, like, you know, just get a little bit quicker, a little bit quicker. Um, the first fight that really I get engaged with is Piston Honda. The second time you fight him, Mm -hmm. because his patterns change up a little bit and it's not just the same pattern. Like Von Kaiser, once you kind of have him like, like thrown at you, you can get stars on him really quickly and then one punch, then one star and he's down. And it's like. Yeah, I try to I try to do it faster, but it's not really interesting. Piston Honda Fight Two is different than the first fight in ways that are meant to trip you up, um, and it's not just the same, you know, the same uh, 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 the same pattern. Like you kind of have to like you know change your strategy up. So to me, that's the most interesting fight is is Piston Honda Two. I think if I had to go with my favorite on the first one. Um, it would probably be Super Macho Man. Really? Yeah. I hate he that just, fight. He he does the he, he does the the booby bounce thing. You know whatever you call that yeah, with his picks. But, but it's such and it's such an awkward way that he like <laughs> changes it. Like everything his body does is awkward, and it throws me off. And and, and he's got like weird gray hair, yeah. which I don't get. Like he's For no he reason. old. Yeah. yeah, and he's not really old. But right. He has like gray hair. Uh, and he is like, I mean, he has the same body as like sort of Popinski and the other guys, but which is like ridiculously tiny waist, like insanely broad shoulders. Yeah. 
skips but the like gray that. hair i think is and yeah. like the smile so i think super <laughs> macho man and and, and and popinski is a, another uh uh like just like awkward body like every uh, everything he does like that it, laugh like the same ball bolt the, this guy but. they're just they're just awkward like his whole body like leans a weird way before he does that Funny. little punch and then he like crouches for like you know shooting off a rocket when he does the uppercut like yeah like insanely exaggerated yeah, yeah. and and it just it just that's kind of why i like it there's, it's so, just, there's something just, there's something unnatural about those fights <laughs> that i don't like those bodies doing those things and he is he is tough yes man macho man I mean, he's not, but mm-hmm. I like it because he's tough, mm-hmm. but he's not cheap like Tyson. Right. You know what I mean? Tyson and is cheap with the one hit knockdowns. Macho Man is just a good challenge. Right. And so. and, and, and of honorable mention to Sandman because I do love that yeah. a knock in the head and you can't just hit him in the head like you've been hitting everybody else in the game. Like you got to go ahead and then you got to go low and there's timing. So uh, honorable mention for Sandman, but I really do like that piston fight number two. All right, Super Punch Out. I have played Super Punch Out, but not nearly to the extent that I played the original uh, Punch Out because, as I've mentioned on the show before, my parents were disgruntled that the place st- that the sorry the uh, Super Nintendo was not backward compatible with original Nintendo tapes, mm, so. Yes. We did not have a Super Nintendo growing up. They switched to Genesis. So I didn't play Super Punch-Out for till years later. And again, I, I put like, you know, I played it a little bit here and there, but I, I, I can't even give a response because it would just be made up. You know, I'm the same way. I was, uh, I chose my own path, but I did have a Genesis. I didn't pick a Super Nintendo up until a lot later. So um, I never played a lot of Super Punch-Out. I still haven't played tons of it. So, uh, bear hugger, maybe. I yeah, don't know. the the guy with the beard and the overalls. First guys. <laughs> okay, I'll yeah. go with bear hugger just because yeah. I don't know. I know he is a character, and there's like a uh, yeah. clown. I think I don't know. I I honestly, like, if you had a gun to my head, I could not name two. Like I could not confidently name two opponents in Super Punch Out. I just I just never played it. Yeah, there's like the Bruce Lee guy. Mm. Um. Yeah, I'll be honest. Even just, it's not as much fun to play Super Punch Out. It just really isn't. It's not the same kind of game. It's it's not, and it's and it's it. From what I did play of it, it was extremely difficult for me to tell if I was hitting someone in a way that was actually damaging them, or if I could have been doing it better, or if I, you know, it was. I wasn't clear on if I was playing the game correctly, and even when I would knock a guy down, and I was like. I don't even know if I did that right. You know, it was almost like playing Civ Five for two hours and being like, I have no idea what I'm doing here. So, yeah, um, I mean, you can fight me if you want. Um, I am <laughs> I am not a fan of Super Punch-Out. I never got into it. I'll be right there with you. I, I think Super Punch-Out is much more of a sequel to Arcade Punch-Out than it is to NES Punch-Out. Yeah, it even looks more like that game. Which is fine, but I NES Punch-Out is what I love. Oh, 100%, yeah. Punch out on Wii. The only thing I can say there would be um, Doc Lewis. The Doc, yeah. Like, he, he uh, was, thing you could download. He was, wasn't he DLC? Uh, kind of. Like it was like a thing you had to get. I think Club Nintendo. That's right. Yep. It was like a – yep, I remember. So getting to beat up Doc Lewis, that's cool. Just a sparring partner, but you know, put him in his place, knock him down a peg. 
you know, you kind of feel bad beating up uh, <laughs> your your your, your kind of your coach, but yeah. uh, you know that's okay. He's your guy. He, he had it coming. Um. Okay. Let's go over to Robbie Banana. <laughs> Robbie Banana. <laughs> as, uh, as long as long as he gets in the right car on the way to. Uh... <laughs> I don't know if we've ever. Did we share that? Did we share that I story? I don't think so. Well, we haven't been on a show. I don't remember if we. I think we did it Retro World. Maybe did we, we? May we may have gone over it quickly, just like in passing, but. I don't know if we have time to do it here. Maybe we can do it uh, if uh, we can have a rich uh, guest on the show if he has some free time. <laughs> but uh, it, it'd probably be better to let him tell it in first person. But uh, there was a uh, there was an airport pickup mishap <laughs> that was pretty funny. It was, it was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, but we witnessed it too. So um, okay, but he says okay. So I think he's trying to throw us something here. What game would you like to see the RFG Playcast do for their 50th show? He says, yes, that's coming up this year. That isn't a Destiny or Dark Souls, Dark Souls-esque title. Well, I don't know if there's any other games, so you've ruled them all out. Yeah. Sorry, it's, Sorry Robbie. All right. I mean, moving on to the next question here. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we need to go on. Man, we have we have some RF Gen uh, Playcast name droppers <laughs> in the questions this week. <laughs> Maybe um, they, did they miss us, or they just want us to plug their show? I'm not I, sure. Which. I know, right? Just just say this over and over again. Um, just, so, why don't you just tell me the name of the show you want me to plug? <laughs> I, I will take any Seinfeld reference you want to send uh, my way. <laughs> I will gladly take that. Um, so here's the thing: that isn't Destiny or Dark Souls. Dark Souls esque. Um, I, I would be I would be lying if I said I knew with confidence every single uh, game that they have played um, because I, I'm I'm not always able to make it over to the uh, uh, to the playcast thread on RFGen. Um, so if if you can imagine all the David Cage games, uh, in, Indigo those. Prophecy has been played and yes. uh, Fahrenheit. I don't know. Well, I think that's, that's 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 the same game, right? What's that really bad game that people still like? They're um, all bad. No, no, no. It's like I don't know if it's <laughs> David Cage, but it's like a really bad game, and like uh, it's. Uh, As you're, you're describing a lot of games, you're like a detective, I think, and like. Oh, you're talking about the uh, yeah with the origami killer guy, right? Yeah, they played that one. Oh yeah, the um, the water one. The heavy rain. Heavy rain. Yes. Heavy rain. They played. Um, yes. There's one that I'm trying to think of the name of, and it's like, it's like a niche game on PS2, I think. And they've like, probably played it. And there's no fast travel, so like you have to drive everywhere, and like to advance the story, like sometimes you have to wait, to, like you have to go to the shop, then you get there and the <laughs> shop's closed, so you have to that's like shit, wait, wait Shinbu, on a bench. I think for like it? no, 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 no. You have to like it's like a PS2 game. You have to like wait on a bench for five hours, and there's no <laughs> wait option either. Oh, why can't I think of it? It's it's. it's you have to it, advance the time on your PS2 clock. It's a love it or hate it game. There are people who like a cult following love this game, and then there are people who play it and are like, "This is the absolute worst game I've ever played in my life." So it's super polarizing. I will I will find the name of it. Like as we're talking here, um, I would recommend that uh, Desert Bus. Have <laughs> they done Desert Bus? Bus? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, so, I think not yet. You know that's oh, on. Yeah. You know that's on VR now. Oh, because why wouldn't it be? <laughs> you want to tell people about desert, what desert bus is? If they I think know, I think most people know, but basically, Penn and Teller um, helped. Mirrors, right? Yeah, they helped create a game for the Sega CD that didn't get released. Called, uh, released, and one of the mini games on there was Desert Bus, 
and the game is you driving from like Las Vegas to LA on a tour bus and it's a real time drive <laughs> from like Vegas to LA and you can't just like push the gas pedal and let go because it pulls to well, one yeah, side like so like the, you like have the, to steer like the steering in the bus is like faulty so like it won't stay on the on the yeah, road yeah. you have to constantly adjust the steering and, and when you get there you just have to turn around and come back well you don't have to but like the score <laughs> on the top right. of the screen is just <laughs> yeah. zero, a whole bunch of zeros <laughs> and after like this like eight or ten hour real-time drive when like you make it to your destination it's it says one <laughs> And then if you turn around and if you make the drive all the way back, then it goes two. <laughs> and they do. I know there's charity surrounding this. There's like yes. desert bus for whatever. It's like charity, mm-hmm. which is a good, good thing, right? Yeah. Charity's good. Um, <clears throat> as we, as we're recording this, um, awesome games done quick is just started today. That's so. right. I actually forget. Yeah, I was looking forward to it and I forgot about it. But today was my sister's uh, birthday brunch and we were just kind of out hanging out and drinking and stuff. And so I got home and I just saw someone on Twitter and I was like, Oh my God, I, I totally forgot uh, GDQ. So I have to double check my schedule and make sure I watch some of the, uh, some of the ones that I had on my, uh, uh, on my to watch list. Yeah. Always fun. Yeah. Getting back to this. Uh, gosh, are there any games that, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I Castlevania three. I mean, guy Dan. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, and and the thing is, like, I, I wonder if how much they wonder about games that are not multi platform because a, a lot of the games they play are like, okay, this is available on PC, on Xbox, on this, on this. I it would probably be difficult for them to say, okay, we're doing Halo five, you know, this because okay, well now you've cut everybody out who doesn't have an xbox you know so i wonder if how much they take that into account how about this i will legitimately offer this one for because i know like eons a millennia ago they did the first fantasy star on master system mm-hmm. so fantasy star 2 how about that okay and if for some reason i missed that and you guys already did it fantasy <laughs> star 4 okay nobody wants, nobody wants to play 3 I am going to I'm going to walk over to the games on my shelf. Uh-oh. He's I'm taking a trip. I'm just going to pick one at random. It's going to be a hockey game if if Bill's picking it at random. Yeah, those so, are all those are all somewhere else. Some NHL 97 or something for PS1. Oh, here's one. Uh-oh. Boogerman. How about Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus? It's only on one platform, though. But it is on their favorite platform. But it's really cheap, and it's a platform that, like, everybody on our site should have. You've just guaranteed I will not play the 50th anniversary <laughs> show game. But good on you, Bill. <laughs> Gran Turismo 3. <laughs> It's gonna drive it's it's gonna drive me crazy not being able to think of this uh, this bad PS2 game. Oh, it'll come to you. Don't worry. Uh, one of these days, you know, I'm gonna do my own game of the month, Dark Souls thing. Man, I don't know how you guys. I played like no, three games all last year. I don't know how you guys I'm, play like so you know, many. I'm games. same way. I, I'm be right there with you. We're gonna get to what we've been playing here in a little bit. It's gonna be like we're gonna be done in five minutes. Oh yeah. I mean, depending on how long you want to talk about Destiny. 
All right, let's get to our last question, shall we? Our good friend uh, at Real Jeff Funstick, <laughs> um, the awesomely name. He goes by yeah. Jeff, but it's Raul Romo. If I had a name like that, I would go by Raul. I mean, yeah, I, I if, yeah, I would go it by. Sounds like a wrestler. Yeah, I would go by M Bison if I had the name <laughs> Raul. Raul Jewel. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, okay, he says, I know it's generic. But one question is looking back from episode one to the last episode. That it really is looking. That's like six years or something. Yeah, it's a lot. How have your collections grown in terms of quantity of games and collectibles in that time span? Um, Gosh. How how has my collection grown in terms of quantity? Like six years, Bill. Six years from then to now. Yeah, it it has grown negatively in quantity. Um, In six years? Yeah, I mean, because it's it's 2018 now. I was collect. I started collecting like semi seriously in like probably like 2000 like nine or ten. Because I remember I was I was in my condo, which we we sold in 2011. I want to say, and I, and I was already like when I was in my condo, I was going out and I was getting like you know Craigslist like NES game lots and. Back in the good old days. Yeah, I started really serious collect seriously collecting in like between like 2008 and 10. I want to say, I, you know, the collection grew and grew, and I, you know, I just a lot of Craigslist, a lot of uh, you know, like forums, a lot of you know, small scores and stuff. And you know, I kind of reached that tipping point that a lot of people hit, where they're like, you know what, it's either gonna you know keep going and just get more and more expensive, or I'm gonna tone it down and just keep all the stuff that I really love and get rid of a lot of the other stuff. And that's and that's what I did. So. Um, like part of me even feels guilty about being on a show called collector cast when I'm not like the same collector that I used to be. Uh, but the stuff that I do have that I, that I consider myself a collector of, I love that stuff and I wouldn't get rid of that stuff. So it my my collection is extremely condensed and part of me is jealous of some of those guys. Like I have a couple of friends. I have one who's like a mile away, buddy Bijan and I go to his house and like, he has the, you know, like the quintessential man cave, like thousands of games, like all like beautifully organized. And he has glass display cases with like systems. And he has like uh, like a big, uh, cool, really cool custom, uh, uh, you know, setup where all of his systems are hooked up and all of them are connected. And there's like 30 systems in it. It's so cool. Five arcade machines down there. It's like one of the coolest basements. Um, the guy homebrews beer. So we're like best friends. Um <laughs> But like, you know, how come you don't take me to this guy's house when I'm there? He was a vendor at the uh, expo. So he he wasn't around. And then like when we were at the expo, like he was like back in Hartford. Um, we I should take you guys next time. You guys are all out here for the show. We'll, we'll hang out at PG's okay, place. Okay. But uh, uh, but yeah, so like I, I like part of me is like jealous of those when I go to those big game rooms or when I see like, uh, you know, like a, a wild game room appears like on on the site. I'm like, oh, it was like I'm like, I remember the glory days of my game room, which is like, you know, has way less stuff in it than it used to. Um, but, you know, part of condensing all that stuff is like, you know, doing more stuff with the kids, you know, have like, you know, that some of the, and it's not like it's some of the video games go away and they get replaced with hot wheels, you know? So it's, it's, it just changes. But so yeah, the, the biggest change in my collection in terms of quantity and collectibles is just much, much more compact, condensed and concentrated into like the, the specific areas of collecting that I'm interested in. So like hockey games, big box PC games, especially ones that I used to have and was, was interested in. 
and the rest of it is is only things that I have an interest in playing. Now, I think you're leaving some things out. I mean, even for the show here, we were randomly talking, and you're talking about scoping out like arcade cabinets and stuff. Oh yeah, so. that, 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 that's true. Yeah, I was thinking more of the console stuff. So the uh, so I, I had. Uh, uh, one arcade cabinet is my um, my Play Choice Ten. I had a main cabinet um, running Hyperspin in it for a number of years, or, you know, a couple of years. And after a little while, it's 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 cool. You know, the main thing is nice, but you know, I pulled the PC out of there, and I'm like, this is an original Mortal Kombat cabinet. I'd really like to restore it to an actual Mortal Kombat machine. Um, so it took a number of months and you know some you know some dollars to get the uh, like the artwork and everything, the repro artwork and all that stuff. Um, and it was a process, you know, sanding the cabinet down, uh, you know, Bondo, wood filler, getting the control panel box just right, you know, T-molding. Like, it's, it really was a, a, a big process. Um, but one of the cool things is uh, when it was all done, I brought the marquee to um, so Retro World Expo where Daniel Pacina was. And so Johnny Cage, Scorpion, Sub-Zero uh, signed my marquee that's in my like fully restored mortal Kombat. Uh, the only thing I don't have is the actual mortal Kombat game. Cause I never got around <laughs> to buying it. Um, so I'm going to look out for the mortal Kombat Jamaboard. board. But right now I used to scour Craigslist for, you know, I had a search for like NES Genesis, you know, super Nintendo Atari. And I would look all those things. The only thing I searched like Craigslist and offer up and let go for now is arcade. Or sometimes people don't put the word arcade in there. So I search for like, uh, game quarters because a lot of people just like you know write like you know mm. I have a I have a game that takes quarters so sure. sometimes I find stuff that way um, and there is a a nice red Z back Dynamo cabinet with some Neo Geo stuff in it locally that I'm trying very hard to procure and that will be the home of my Super Street Fighter two if I'm able to get it so no that's that's a, that's a good good uh, point to remind me of is um, the uh, so the, the the console stuff has been much much more condensed and concentrated, and I have a bigger interest in uh, getting an arcade machine here and there to to restore and slowly build up the arcade collection. Yeah, um, <clears throat> over the years since we've gosh started doing the show, I mean everybody probably somewhat familiar. I mean we gosh Krabby and I finished NES sets. Krabby much more than I. I mean, he went full bore with stadium events and everything. Uh, you know, I've definitely not, I haven't got rid of things, but I've slowed down a lot. Uh, I haven't really been acquiring a lot of games um, recently. I mean, more often than not, these days, I'm picking up lots to clean and sell to make some side money. Uh, and sometimes that's nice because it helps me buy like uh, like it paid for my Xbox One X, and usually it, that money helps pay to go see you know Bill at Retro World. And uh, so I've taken the hobby I guess that I used to use to keep things, um, which I have most of the stuff that I run into and sell, and to use it to um, enjoy the hobby in different ways, spend time with friends, or uh, you know I had a good buddy that was. Uh, He's like, man, I'd really like to have an NES. I'm like, really? Would would you play it? He goes, no, I just want to have it, like to just, just have. And I'm like, I can hook you up with that. You know what I mean? Let's. Uh, that's why. That's why. That's why I didn't get the NES uh, uh, classic. Besides the fact that I could not find one, um, is that like I knew it would just be something to have. Like, yeah. I, I like. I knew I wouldn't actually play it. Um, and the same thing with the super. Like I, I had the chance to buy one, and I, I thought about it, and I was like, uh, and I was like. 
I'm not going to play this thing. Like, I, I have a Super Nintendo and I have a handful of these cards, like not Earthbound or, you know, some of the other like Final Fantasy three slash six. But it, it, it does come down to like, like everything, every uh, decision that I make based around gaming now is, am I going to play this or like, even if it's like a phenomenal deal, like ugh, I'm buying this because it's a phenomenal deal, not because I'm actually going to play it and then I won't buy it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I sometimes if I if if it's a physical old game, I know I can always sell it, make mm-hmm. a little money, yeah. um, uh, and people can gripe about reselling or whatever. I mean, that's fine, but you got to buy your game somewhere. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you got to. Yeah, you got to fund the hobby. They don't come out of out of nowhere. Um, and I still play old games, and I play new games too. So I'm, mean, you know, it's if I can use that to pay for the hobby and. Um, I'm usually pretty fair with people and they get stuff they want and I get stuff I want. And I, I, I think people in general are cool are, you know, it used to be like a really, you know, sore spot or really like a, like a hot button issue. Like, like, Oh, you're a reseller. Well, you know, honestly, like who among any of the collectors who are like on the site, listen to the show on Twitter, like who has never sold a game? Who yeah, is, of course. Who's, who's never flipped a game for a product? And it's like, okay, a set like, it's okay. So okay, now, Joey, defend or uh, uh, define for me what you think a reseller is. Oh, it's a person like all they do is sell. They just go out and they buy games, they flip them, they sell them. And I'm like, okay, like number one, like that's not what we are. Like we're collectors or the people who do it. Like you know, you 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 buy a lot for seven or eight games, you sell twenty games to fund the lot, and then you keep going. But like, even if it was someone who just buys games to flip them, like what's wrong with that? You know, like it, you're not mad at them. For any other reason other than like they took your Craigslist lot away from you, and, like that's you know that that's life, you know, it's, and that's the, not even a thing hardly anymore. Right. The, the 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 market is the market, and like so, it's like people get mad at people, and it's like get mad at the market. Yeah, I you know I just like Will and Tom, which we've just talked about. You know, not too long ago there was uh, in a lot of NES games I picked up there was um, some stuff in there that I ended up selling to those guys. There was a a super Nintendo, a version of a Super Nintendo that Will wanted, and and got that to him. And then there was a a game, you know, that that Tom wanted, and you know, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. it's good. Um, they get something they want, and I'll take that and get something I want, and everybody wins. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, well, it's it's just like I don't I don't like the way that collectors feel like they have to like defend themselves against yeah, uh, yeah. you know like the perception because like ev- everyone everyone seems to tiptoe around it it's like uh if me and you were just hanging out you would just say to me uh like oh like uh, uh, uh yeah i ended up selling a couple of games to will but like if other people were around like you didn't know <laughs> you'd be like so so you know I I'm I'm unashamed. I don't. You care. would have to figure. You know what I mean. But I'm not. I don't mean like you specifically. But like yeah, like yeah. I, I do hear people say that, and like they tiptoe around it, or they make sure everyone knows. Like oh, I'm 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 in the club. I'm a, I'm a collector. I'm not a dirty reseller. <laughs> but I'm, let me tell you though. I mean, I've been out with friends, and we'll be going to shops, and I know they're looking for things, and I'll find it, and I'm like, that's a great deal. I know I could buy that and flip it, but I'll go, hey man, check this out. You should get this. Right. I mean, it's not all about just making money, but, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of times these lots, I get them anymore. I don't spend a lot of time because it's not very fruitful on Craigslist right. or anything. But there's a guy I've been buying stuff off of forever. He runs a flea market stall 
mm-hmm. and he doesn't really sell games. So when he buys stuff out, he usually just throws the games my way and he sells the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a nice win-win because he doesn't have to worry about it. And then he can just hurry up and get some cash back to buy the stuff he wants. And then I can clean them up, make a little money off of them. But, nice. you know, if it wasn't for that, would I be busting my butt at it? No, I'm not making... I don't make tons of money doing it. It's not right. like, woohoo, this is a get-rich-quick scheme. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right. it's just something that keeps you in the hobby. Right. And keeps you talking to people. Yeah, so. it's, it's it's the opposite of a get-rich-quick. It's a get, like, a tiny amount of money very slowly. Yeah, for probably way more work. I'll be honest, when I sell things, I'm kind of, I'm just particular. And mm-hmm. I won't, I will, I won't sell things that I don't, think i've looked right so you know when i get mm-hmm. systems and things i'm going to take them apart and i'm going to clean them and check them out real well or if it's a game i'm going to really clean them and test them really well and mm-hmm. so you know by the time i put time into it but you know i figure eh, i'm just sitting in front of the tv anyway right. yeah <laughs> no that's, that's, that's how i used to yeah when i would get like a big a lot of craigslist games i would stack them up on the table yeah Tilt the TV towards me, get my whole station set up with my Brasso and my alcohol and my Q-tips and my, like, T-shirt. And just, like, almost, like, not even looking at the games. Kind of like how, like, some ladies, like, knit. Yeah. Just, like, not looking. Just, like, I would, like, undo the screws. Like, you know, pop them on the table, take the thing. You know, it's it became – it's just, like, a little routine. And it was, like – and I and it wasn't just for – like, my wife was, like, are you doing that on just the games you're keeping? And I'm, like, no, like, all of them. She's like, but like, aren't you going to end up selling them? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm going to know 100% that this game is good. Yeah, it works. And the person that gets it's going to be happy with it. Yeah. Um, so it's all good. It's all good. So, mm-hmm. um, hmm. Outside of that, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't think things, I, it's, has it grown? Yeah. But I think these days more of it's like either something is really interesting to me. And then I'll look and, and grab something. Or sometimes like little, like as far as like um, collectibles go, usually friends give those things to me anymore. Like I don't really look for those, but like. Um, same, same. Yeah, it's, that's a good point. Because like, uh, like I don't collect laser discs, but uh, uh, Rich brought me the Blade Runner Criterion laser disc. And like I don't collect, uh, you know, Kingdom Hearts, uh, you know, knickknacks. Like even if I like went out and saw them, I don't, I don't collect that stuff, but like. Adam brought me like a little like Kingdom Hearts, you know, kind of keyblade like a uh, necklace set and I put it up on the shelf and it's like with my Kingdom Hearts games. So like yeah, I'm the same way. Like I'm I'm not like a I I do nothing with toys, nothing with collectibles, nothing with like, you know, like plushies, t-shirts, like, you know, random things like that. That stuff is collectible stuff is all just things that people randomly gift me if I ever get gifts. Yeah, the same thing here. And it's just kind of fun. And mm-hmm. really, it's not, for me in that case, more about the collectible tchotchke. It's more about, I remember when so-and-so, totally. you know, gave me that uh, or sent me yeah. that thing. Or you. It's more about the memory than it is about I, I, the thing. I, absolutely. Which is why even when I was like back seriously collecting games, I, you know, if I got in a situation where I didn't like the person that I was buying the games from, I, I walked out on a few deals and I was like, you know, even if it was a good price is like, you know, call me crazy, but like, I don't want to think about this jerk every time I look at this game in my collection. I really didn't. Or, or, you know, like, and then I got a little bit smarter and like, I still went through with the deal and I flipped the whole thing. It was like, you know, I'll make money off that jerk. But like, I, you know, I loved like standing in front of my big collection 
and asking like a stranger be like, Hey, like, you know, do you remember any of these games when you were a kid? And they were like, Oh, I remember this game. And we can talk about, you know, when we played it when we were kids, but I could also, you know, I also remember the story where, Oh, that was a, at a flea market in, you know, Westchester or this one. Oh, I, I got this cool Craigslist lot. The guy was awesome. We ended up playing games for a little while. You know, like I like having those stories for the stuff that's in my collection. Yeah, I mean, would I downsize at some point in time? Well, you know, I'll probably start some things, um, which is fine. I just think that, you know, the things that have more memory attached to them is what I would be more interested in, mm-hmm. you know, hold. You know, like, would I probably keep my NES games? Yeah, just because to me, that's kind of like, that's kind of a, an idea from when you were a kid, right? Like to me, that was an idea you'd have from a kid. Like I could own every <laughs> Nintendo game that yeah. there was, you know, and that's kind of an exciting idea. And that's an achievement. And that's, you know, that that's like, you wouldn't like give away your diploma, you know, like you, you <laughs> I don't worked know. For Maybe that. I would. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth that much. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that's, and some other things you kind of like, eh, I could let that go. But, uh, I, I think that's it. I and I've I know we've probably said this a million more times. The hobby is given way more to me in terms of friendship than like plasticky cartridges. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if I had to get rid of all the cartridges and discs, I would still have all those memories and friends and right. that'd be fine. Yep. And and honestly, the like this the the you know the selfish part of me is like I can get rid of whatever I want because I probably know someone who has this. Oh, sure. And I, you know, I just played at his house, you know, so it's, it's, if it ever comes down to like, you know, just having access to it, I kind of still have that with all these, you know, friendships and, and things. So it's like, you know, I don't know if it's, it's bad thing in that way. Like, I, like, I don't think of your games as my games, but I'm like, oh, you know, if I ever really needed that, I could, you know, I could play Anthony's copy, you know, something like that. Yeah. And I don't know about you and maybe some of this listeners probably because, I'm going to guess this is probably a thing with at least some of the people in our audience. Physical things, it's not that the thing itself is the big deal, but it's the whole physical process. So, like, a little while back, I picked up a turntable. You know, I had a turntable forever when I was younger, but my mom was getting rid of some albums. And uh, I thought, all right, well, I'll get a turntable. It's not that I'm like, oh, man, vinyl is the most awesome version of music ever. I'm not like one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will tell you that I enjoy and have listened to more music since I got that. Because it's like I have to be deliberate. I have to go get it. I got to think about what I want to listen to. I got to put it on there. And I can't just skip around. I have to kind of just take it in as it is and listen to it. So... Mm-hmm. I think it gives me kind of a different experience. Same thing like if I have to go get a game off the shelf. I will tell you there's a million free Xbox game with gold things sitting on my Xbox One X or whatever. You think I ever think about any of those things? No, I don't either. No, never. Um, But when I have to go get a game off the shelf, that's very deliberate. That was part of the challenge in having such a big Steam library is like I would have to force myself to like, you know, okay, I got five games in the Humble deal. I had to force myself to like, fire each one of them up and like play them for a few minutes and like once in a while i found one i was like hey i like this game a lot but like but yeah no you're right and it's the same thing with uh it's similar with xbox because i i own a lot more digital games uh, on the xbox um 
And I actually really enjoy the convenience of not having to go get the discs because with my kids still being very young, we don't keep the discs in the same room as the Xbox. They're like mm. downstairs in the basement. So it's not that it's the end of the world, but like it is, you know, a hassle to go, a, a minor inconvenience to have to go get the disc. So I like that, 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 you know, convenience part, but I, I totally get where you're coming from with like, you know, down, like, you know, like oxen free. Everybody has it. Nobody's playing it. Oh, the Playcast guys are playing it in January. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and I've heard uh, uh, someone wrote an article. I think it was Polygon was like, like Oxenfree is not that great a game, but I can't stop playing it. And it was like just about how like addictive like the flow of the game is. So well, that's good. Yeah, I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I, I'm pretty sure I downloaded it. So, uh, but I don't think I actually gave it a try yet. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with if I give that one a try. It was just like the first one I thought of. I, I think that's the, the the problem these days is there is such a glut of content. So someone wrote, I think it was also in Polygon. Someone wrote a really good article about like the the days of free uh, of like the monthly free games on Xbox and PlayStation um, are numbered, and I never really thought that there would be because there is so much content. But when you when you you know when you dilute the pool like that, like. I mean, when's the last time like there was like a free game with gold or a PSN game that like you were like genuinely, legitimately excited for, um, or like more often than not, it's like eh, I guess that's a game that I would have bought for eight bucks or whatever. So it's like they, they I, I feel like they both really have to focus. You know, talking about Microsoft, Sony, and even Nintendo, they have to focus on making their service really valuable in in terms of like you know usability, security. You know, like improve the voice chat and improve, you know, like all different things. If it becomes about like, oh, you get free games every month, you know, I'd, I'd rather have the service be better and keep your games. So it was interesting, an interesting point of view to say that, you know, like the future of those services is not just give away games every month. So that's probably going to go away. I'd honestly be happier if they gave me some small amount of in-store credit each month, even if it was nowhere near comparable to what they're giving me now, but I had right. choice. So, you know, if that worked out to like one free game a year digitally, right. um, I'd take that. Or like, you know, you get points in like for every month that you're a member, you get points like in a bucket and, the, and like like Microsoft rewards and like you can exchange those points for you know, any number of things in like, you know, the Microsoft Redemption Center or, you know, like whatever. So it's like, cause, cause I mean, they're not, those, those games aren't free. Like they negotiate yeah. with a, with the, you know, a partner or like a, a company say like, Hey, for, we'll give you X amount for every person that, you know, downloads the game or whatever. So it's like, they're paying for it either way. So I, I'm with you. I would rather them say for each month you're with us, you get points and you can put that towards different crap. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if because now it's like, well, Xbox games with gold, I get uh, four games a month, so that's forty-eight games a year. Yeah, yeah. If they, if yeah, I'm pretty sure they do four a month. I would, and and it's and it's a two three sixty, right? And they're always back compatible. Yeah, um, I would trade all of that if they were like, you can buy like one or two titles of your completely your choice digitally right. each year, right? Uh, I would have no problem. Right. Like, or, or, or honestly, just like this Game Pass thing that they're selling separately. Mm. I don't know. You ever get the feeling that that should just be part of Xbox Live? Have you ever looked at the list of stuff that's on it? It's not that good. 
I, I know. So, like, why not just include that? Because they can get away with not. It's pretty cheap. If you looked at the price, I mean, even like the normal price is pretty cheap. Mm. So, I mean, if you were a person like, okay, imagine <clears throat> I have a 13-year-old boy. He didn't grow up playing all these old Xbox games. Mm-hmm. But instead of like totally buying it, I could, like, I could just pay for this stupid Netflix like service and he could just go nuts. Mm-hmm. Maybe that makes sense in those cases. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but you, I guess you can't give away the farm, right? So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is for all that, but uh, it'd be interesting to see where it goes because I know Nintendo's uh, uh, the the the. I don't know if it's rumor or get or guaranteed, but the word is it's going to be twenty dollars a year for whatever Nintendo calls its online service. No thanks. And that gets you the ability to, I, I think, the ability to play games online with people. But I think you can already do that. Um, but the one thing is they give you a different like. What is it like a different like uh, uh, I don't know if they've said if it's classic uh, uh, game or not, but like you get like a different game every month. But I don't think it's yours to keep like you just get to play it for that month. I think they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> I, ser- I don't mean that facetiously. I literally think they have no idea what they're you doing. You don't think they haven't figured it out yet? <laughs> I I would not surprise me if they don't. So getting back to like my like the, the these rudimentary things that should be on your system. So this system is when did it come out? March. Yeah, it's been uh, close to a year. So worldwide launch was March. We're coming up on a year. There is one video streaming app on this platform. Yeah, but you can like stream Netflix on your toaster these days. Yeah, but um, that's that's not the point. If your toaster can do it. Why can't my tablet <laughs> made by Nintendo do it? Because <laughs> they don't so, care. So, so yeah, but Netflix is on the 3DS. Uh, they I, have, I they, don't. Uh, but uh, Nintendo has to help. It's Well, it's just back to your point of, like, they have not, not just no idea what they're doing. They, if they, if there's nothing, you know, like, they're not going to do anything that they don't have to do. No. So it's like when you're like, okay, like, well, what's the what's why is there no virtual console? Like people would people would pay for for you know their their old games on this thing like right away, and it's like, well, someone said I forget who said it to me, and I, I would like to give him credit, but he was like, they're like, well, they don't want to take sales away from the Super NES Classic. I'm like, oh, here's here's the thing, and I have to I have I have to say yeah, they're like that announcement like. The Switch is like the fastest selling Nintendo console ever or something. And I'm going, well, then, of course, they have no incentive to do any of this stuff right. I mean, you've already right. gone out and bought it without yeah. them doing that right. Why do they care? And and my and my big complaint when everyone in the universe was going out and, and snagging this thing up and, you know, making it rare and meant to, talking like it's the best thing in the world. I was like, listen, there are legitimate problems with this system and you need to call them out on it or else they're not going to fix it like my my problem with nintendo has always been like they get a pass they get a pass from their like rabid diehard fans that's that nintendo can do no wrong and then like things don't get things don't get changed it, it, it and it, and it bugs me it's like they shouldn't just be able to get away with like some of these stupid things that they've done 
just because they're Nintendo, but they do. And then all they do is come out with press release after press release about how great, how they're the greatest thing in the world. But let me be honest. I mean, if I were going to pick up a Switch, would I be doing it to play anything online? No way. There's uh, no way I would ever play anything. If I was going to get anything that was going to play online, that would be the last console I would ever buy it for. You wouldn't play Rocket League with me? I can do that on my Xbox. Yeah. Because it's cross-platform. Yeah, but you don't want to play it at a bus station? No. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to play it at a hipster party either, but oh, on somebody's Karen. roof. <laughs> no, Karen, Karen, Karen is, is – she knew what was up. She was, a, she was an early adopter. Um, I, you know, I just what, – what on earth would you play? It's great. I'm telling you, like, I go, I don't know, like, I go to my parents' house and, like, yeah, it's great to see my parents. It's great to play with the kids. But, like, sometimes I go to my parents' house and I just want to, like, sit down in the recliner and be like, all right, you deal with those kids for a little while. And I just sit in the recliner and I take the switch out and I just sit there and play it. (laughs) So the portability is so cool. And I, and I, I mentioned before, but the portability in the same room is great. Like, you know, like if they, when the kids are awake, we try not to play games, but sometimes they just want to watch like TV. So I'm like, all right, I'll play the Switch on the couch, you know. So, um, but I, I know from your point of view, you can still do that with the Wii U, right? So it's it's sure. the, the same thing, um, or the iPad or right, the computer, yeah, or, yeah, or any number of things. Ooh, speaking of iPad, before we wrap this up, how stoked are you for full on Civ Six on the iPad? I'm sure it won't run on my second gen iPad. Oh no, it will not. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the appropriate amount of excited <laughs> for the iPad that you own. The iPad is a child's toy only in my yeah. house. That's the one my wife has, and it is it is worthless. Uh, it's great for the kids to watch, like, PBS Kids and mm-hmm. play a couple goofy games. It plays Super Mario Run. Yeah, my kids, uh, with my uh, wife's old iPad, we have, like, the Amazon Prime, like, movie library. Like, whatever movies we've, like, you know rented or downloaded or have rights to like they're able to watch all the disney movies we own on it so it's kind of nice i'm gonna bet it runs better than any pc from the same era <laughs> uh it's i mean i don't know about any pc but like yeah some pcs from that era sure uh but yeah i uh i'm sure yes if something you're excited sure I mean, I, I have, I've only played about 55 hours of Civ Six uh, in the last, like, year or so, like, and it's just one of those things, like, I have to sit down at my wife's iMac, like, in, in this room in our house for a long period of time to play that game, and I like playing it, but, I mean, I, you know, we keep talking about it as we get older, but, like, I just don't have two, three, four hours, no. you know, to sit down in a room at a computer, like, even when I play Destiny, like, I play a lot of Destiny, but I play it in, like, small chunks, I'll I'll sit down and I'll play Destiny for like 30, 40 minutes and then I'll go do something else. It's like I don't like interrupting civilization sessions in like little chunks like that because I have to kind of like wrap my brain around, okay, what was happening in the last 30 moves? Because like I was, you know, even though you have one turn at a time, there'll be a series of like 18 turns that are like all going towards the same end. So it's like if you segment the play, so... Just one of the, you know, just the, the, the way our gaming cha- uh, habits change as we get older, or, or me anyway, is, uh, you know, you just, I just play differently. Yeah. Or for me, it's, I do it when my kids are asleep. So I have, I have to decide not to sleep. 
<laughs> so yeah. like, that's when I get to play games most of the time. Yeah. Which is probably a good transition to kind of what we've been up to the last year, uh, I guess, in gaming. So I haven't I haven't played Destiny one since uh, Destiny two came out. Um, Can I ask you? Would there be any reason to do that? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. There, there, there's no more um, uh, updates. Um, no more, you know, like planned uh, uh, content for Destiny one. But since the content in Destiny one is not included in Destiny two, um, there are you know the 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 for for me there's there's um, for a PVE player. Um, none of the worlds in Destiny 1 or in Destiny 2 either. Everything is completely new. So not only are the worlds, like all the strikes, all of the uh, uh, raid content, um, all unique. Um, it's not something that's been that's going to be brought. And it's not just that it's not in Destiny 2. It can't be brought into Destiny 2 because the difference in, you know, primary, secondary, and heavy weapon versus kinetic, energy, and power weapon the weapon balancing is completely different. So the, the encounters weren't designed with that weapon balancing. So not only can it not be brought into destiny Two without radical changes, it's still really, really, really fun to play. Um, the reason why I don't go back and play it is because, you know, I've, 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 I've played it before. And while it is fun, I'm, I'm enjoying progressing my character in destiny Two. You got loot um, to grind, man. I, I, I do. And, uh, um, the, the game's in a weird space, a place right now. The the community, especially the hardcore community, um, who are who are normally pretty salty on any given day. Just you know, they have complaints, they have suggestions, they have you know, you know, grumblings and everything like that. Um, it's 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 about as toxic as I've ever seen um, since starting playing Destiny One. Um, just going through like the the Bungie forums, the Reddit community. Uh, a lot of the players who put a lot of time in, uh, more more even so than I put in, um, are starting just to find more and more and more things that they're not happy with, uh, and a lot of it took some some uh, you know some data analysis, some you know some people to sit down and think about you know what is it that I'm not liking about this game that you know so there's a a huge list of things that players are unhappy with now in the end game, especially the kind of player that puts like ten hours in a week. So for me, I don't put nearly that much time in, so I'm still having fun with it. But the word is, as you, you know, grind out all that content, you, you start to find less and less meaning to the end game. But it, it's, it's really a much, you know, it would be a deeper conversation than we could have in like the next, you know, couple of minutes. So I'll just say this coming week's uh, weekly Bungie uh, uh, blog uh, uh, post they have uh, every Thursday called This Week at Bungie is a super important one. The one they had la- they canceled last week. So it was like, you know, you know, end of the year. Um, they've been battling uh, a hostile fan base for, for weeks now. They actually, they had a live stream at the end of November that they canceled because the community was so salty and they, and they had like another blog entry that they were like, listen, we decided to cancel that. And they, and they came out with this like two or three page, like here are a list of all the changes we're working on that we're going to get done between now and the beginning of next year. And they looked good, but then like just a whole bunch of other drama happened. So again, long, long story short, it's a very kind of tumultuous time in the, in the Bungie community, but all that stuff aside, 
I still play the game at least once a week. I'm still having fun with it. I have a couple of friends that I play with. Um, but yeah, there is, you know, there is a reason to go back and play Destiny 1 if you're ever nostalgic for that content. Um, and uh, we are eagerly awaiting what Bungie has to tell us on Thursday about uh, the game going forward. <laughs> Just that, that listening to some of that reminds me of um, some of the talk around Street Fighter V, too. So really? you have you have a, uh, a fan base that, you know, is very tied to the product, very uh, engaged, and sometimes they're not very happy about something, very vocal about what they're not happy about, but uh, which is coming up to um, Arcade Edition, actually, comes out uh, in ooh, about a week, and uh, a big overhaul of the system. Uh, well, I wouldn't say, you know, but trying to uh, appease some of the fan base from the original launch, which was kind of lackluster. Mm-hmm. Uh, first at Street Fighter Five, but I think it's where it needs to be anyway by this point. Um, I guess getting the easy stuff out of the way, as probably everybody would uh, assume, I've played a lot of Dark Souls this year. <laughs> so, I mean, I won't belabor that one. Uh, I played uh, a truckload of Dark Souls 3. Um, the DLC content for that game was uh, very difficult and very good and i really enjoyed it and uh it had a lot of really good stuff and kind of rounded out the story and i think what it needed to be i'll probably still go back to it at some point in time i've taken a little bit of a break from that um i've gone through and i played uh, demon souls again because the online service for demon souls is ending i think uh in at some point in february so not too long after you hear this. So if you've never played Demon Souls online and you want an opportunity to do so, do it now when you hear this or it's too late. You won't have a chance to do those things. And uh, so I did. I played through that and I, you know, still enjoy Demon Souls. And I want to tell people anywhere, if you think Dark Souls is hard, you have no idea what you're talking about. Demon Souls is hard. Mm. Dark Souls is like a, a much kinder version <laughs> of, of Demon Souls. Uh, outside of that, uh, I played Neo, which is kind of Souls-esque, uh, but uh, has some changes to it. I played through Neo this year. I really enjoyed it. it. Gave that a lot of time. Not nearly like Dark Souls time. I don't think the uh, replayability is is there for Neo, but I really enjoyed that. That recently came to PC. So even if you don't have a PS4, if you want to play that, you can you can play it on PC now. Is that is that is that how it's pronounced? Neo, I guess. I don't. That's the way I say it's Neo. Okay. Uh, I guess some people would say Nio, but I speak English, so to me that looks like Neo. I really that was a really really well put together game. I really enjoyed it. Probably outside of that, the only other Souls S game I played was uh, Necropolis, which was it's like a a mash of also like Rogue thrown mm-hmm. into the same formula. So it's the one time you're dead rogue thing and mm-hmm. um, worlds change. You know, it's not the same world every time, uh, but it has the same kind of play mechanics that um, you're kind of used to with Dark Souls. So okay. not too bad. Kind of interesting. Yeah, no, the uh, um, so uh, 
you know, I played a ton of Destiny 1 and for the whole year leading up to the release of Destiny 2. I played Destiny 2. A couple other games peppered in here for good measure, but honestly, that's, you know, the vast majority of my gaming was that until I got the Switch. And then I played a ton of Zelda, which I didn't finish, um, which we can talk about my feelings on at another time because it's another long conversation. Um, Skyrim on the Switch is amazing. I love it. Uh, and uh, Mario Odyssey, uh, which I've uh, started. I want to save that conversation for when Krabby's on, but spoiler alert, I love it also. <laughs> um, and uh, just uh, I figured um, before we end, just a quick note on what we're looking forward to uh, in this beginning part of the year. Uh, for me, it's uh, Far Cry 5. Mm, definitely um, Far Cry 5. Uh, that, that's a big one for me. Um, I know we don't have an exact release date for Crackdown 3, but they are saying spring. So yeah. it's still, it still counts for you know pr- fairly early this year, I hope, before May. I, again, I hope. Um, Crackdown 3. And um, I don't know if we have a Red Dead Redemption 2 release date. Uh, I don't think so. Um, is it just fall? I think it's just like a quarter three quarter four something like that so yeah red dead might be later in the year um i have no idea if kingdom hearts 3 is coming out this year (laughs) i i I would i would lean towards probably not if it comes out this year i'm looking forward to it if it doesn't then i'm not Um, it's so cute that you think that game is coming out i mean eventually i do um i I do think it's coming out have we seen 2.999 yet God, there are not only are there more collections than actual Kingdom Hearts games, there are more like remakes of the collections now than main <laughs> games in the series. Like it, it's it's been comical for a long time, but I can't even pay attention to it anymore. I'm like, listen, I don't have a PS4, so I don't need to worry about like, you know, they did like they redid the collection on PS4. Same thing with the Final Fantasy X, X2. They redid it on PS4. Uh, and uh, I don't think it came out on PC, but no, I think it came out on PC. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, so will Kingdom Hearts 3 be multi-plat? Uh, it is definitely Xbox One and PS4 uh, okay. announced. Um, there, there are some, you know, like every like every Switch owner like rumbles for every game to come out on it. So, but there are, uh, you know, there is a slowly gathering, you know, voice of like bring it to Switch. You know, I want it on Switch. But uh, the the only systems it's confirmed for is uh, Xbox One and PS4. Okay. All right. Well, I just didn't know if you were going to have to pick up a PlayStation for that uh, one. No, but yeah. No. It's, uh, I, it'll be the first uh, main entry in the series on a Microsoft platform. Okay, cool. I'm, it's a very interesting. But I imagine these days they're all basically PC hardware, so not that big yeah, of a deal. Yeah, so much of it is so close, yeah. So, so yeah, so that's – I mean, obviously Destiny has taken you know most of my gaming life in this past year, but uh, uh, PUBG – um, is I'm going to be playing a lot in the near uh, you know immediate future. If I can find a cheap copy of Wildlands, I would love to play it. Um, and uh, so like I said, yeah, Far Cry, uh, Crackdown, Kingdom Hearts, those are kind of what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, um, I just very recently, I mean, like as in the start of this year, um, picked up Wildlands and started playing it. It's, um, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Well, anyway, Wildlands. Man, that game is so good. I don't. How did I miss out on this? Because it came out like back in March or something. Um, and, but a friend of mine mentioned he's like, "Hey, have you checked this out?" I'm like, "No, I mean, I'm not always been like a big Ghost Recon fan. I've tried them, yeah." And he showed it to me. I'm like, "Wow, this is a lot different." And so I picked up a. a copy of it and it's really really good (laughs) so uh yeah you should definitely look into picking up a copy um it is like just a four-man squad so it's like rainbow six but far cry world Mm. um 
So the same kind of things you're used to doing in Far Cry, like, oh, here's an enemy base, and oh, here, let me scope it out. And, okay, you take this guy. And um, anyway, it's really good. And I, if you get a chance to pick up a copy, we should play it. But if nothing else, Far Cry 5 mm. uh, will be there. Oh, gosh. I'm looking at the same thing. Far Cry 5, um, uh, Crackdown 3. Gosh, it better be good. Mm. And uh, outside of that, you know, as the new Street Fighter version is coming. So that's on my radar. And uh, the the 30th anniversary collection or whatever is coming. So I really want to pick that up. It's got... Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. All the Street Fighter games. Yeah. Up through all versions of three. So like all the alphas, three um, versions of like all these versions of two, the first game. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I think I'll, I think I'm definitely getting that. Yeah. I'm going to pick that one up. That really uh, excites me. Um, I was just watching this weekend. There was a big Street Fighter three third strike. If you can believe it, it still has a tournament. And uh, man, that game is so beautiful. Mm. Um, very difficult to play, but it's so beautiful. Uh, I'm not sure outside of that. I really don't know if what's coming out later. I mean, there's been that teaser from Frontsoft, which is just like two seconds of video. Mm-hmm. So who knows what that will be and when it will be. That'll be an easy buy, whatever it is for me. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, I. I uh, and then I'm, I'm hoping that we have some more uh, announcements uh, E3 time that will actually come out this year. But for it, it's it's kind of uncommon to have an announcement for a game that you have never heard of before and then have it be like, oh, and it's also coming out this year. Like usually the stuff yeah. that's announced that you never heard of is like, and we'll see you in 2022. Yeah, I will expect uh, to see whatever the new FromSoft game is, probably at E3, but I would not expect it this year. They tend to release their games in, like, April. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking April 2019 is probably my guess about when it would come out, whatever it is, um, which is, you know, it's probably going to be an easy buy for me, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But there are some other titles from other companies that are kind of in the genre that are starting to become more more, more popular. Oh, that reminds me. Yeah, there's one called Sinner that I'm keeping my eye on. It's kind of like an indie game with this Dark Souls combat, but it's mostly just like bosses, you know. So it's like a shorter game. But the idea is you have like all these powers at the beginning, and to fight each boss, you have to give up uh, a power. Uh, and that's how you face them. So... You have to kill all the bosses, but which order you go about it and the order that you give away your abilities makes a big difference. Does that make sense? Uh, Kind of. Yeah. So, like, instead of leveling up, you're leveling down. So, mm. the order you choose to face them in, like, you might oh, say, well, okay. you know, this one I requires gotcha. my life to go down. Mm-hmm. So, I need to beat this other guy first because I really need the life before I tackle this guy or whatever the case is. So it sounds mm-hmm. like an interesting concept. I really want to check that out. But uh yeah. It's kind of some of the stuff I'm looking forward to. I would really like to hear from our listeners, you know, what you guys are looking forward to in 2018. Uh what are your answers to the questions that we got cuz we have some really good questions. Uh I I wonder how many of our listeners are playing PUBG. Maybe you'll see Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you see uh Wild Bill on uh on there, do me a favor and shoot him in the head for me. <laughs> <laughs> If you can. That's right. Spoiler alert, you can. I'm going to be very easy to kill. (laughs) Yeah, and maybe, you know, some of our listeners, if if you want to play some Wildlands or, hey, if you want to hop on with Far Cry 5, you know, I'm sure Bill and I will be playing that. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely, no absolutely. Doubt. Yeah, and anybody, um, uh, if you feel free to uh, uh, Wild Bill Fifty Two on uh, Xbox Live, um, if you want to play Destiny, uh, awesome, um, or anything else. Um, I've got other games if you want to uh, do PUBG or you know really anything uh, that uh, that we both have. Uh, I'm always down to play something, so don't be a stranger. Yeah, similar here. I'm a Duke Togo seventy four. Easy to find on Xbox if you want to send me. A message. I don't even remember what it is on PlayStation because you can't change your name. It's it's terrible. Uh, I, I I think I actually was lucky enough to get the same thing on both. So I I think I'm Wild Bill fifty two on PSN, but I haven't logged into the to the PS three in ages, so I'd have to double check. I'm not, but anyway. I think we can wrap it up here. I want to say, you know, thanks to everybody for taking the time to listen and to keep interest in this show after we've been so much on a hiatus. I mean, I keep getting asked a lot about, hey, when are you guys going to do another show? And I'm like, really? Are people still quite yeah. clamoring to hear us talk after this amount of time? But I guess they are. I guess. Yeah. Let, let us know what you want us to talk about because we were like, all right, let's what should we talk about? Yeah, but we kind of thought, well, you know, catch you up because it's been a little while since we talked. So right. hopefully that uh, that does. I'm sure, don't get me wrong, we'll still find plenty of stuff to talk about. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time.